slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is safe and well. We have got a lot to talk about on today's show. We'll have the latest on Ilya Sorokin, what his situation is. We will take a look at the Islanders as they prepare for their playoff series with the Florida Panthers. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. So lots to talk about on today's show. If you have a question, a comment, something you'd like us to discuss on the air, please feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that is on your mind. We also know that you could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and that way you'll know exactly when a new episode drops and what's in it. And you could also follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date with both of those Twitter handles on all the latest news about the New York Islanders. Well, A lot happening now as the NHL slowly but surely is getting ready to return to play, and that is certainly a very good sign. Uh, Before we get to that and to the Islanders nominee for the Masterton Trophy, which is exciting, News 12 Long Island yesterday uh, posting a, a brief video, a little less than a minute long, Uh, about the Islanders' sign guy. His name is Patrick Dowd. And he basically said he was going to give away some of his most famous signs to different Islander fans. And uh, again, just a nice little video up there of him knocking on the door and surprising an Islander fan with a sign as a gift. And uh, to me, again, Patrick Dowd, great move, classy move bringing a smile to somebody's face during this difficult time. He's wearing the mask when he knocks on the door, an Islander's mask, of course. But uh, overall, again, to me, just a, a, a tiny little piece of business on Twitter that, you know, so much on Twitter is terrible, upsetting, people yelling at each other. You go and see a video like that where... You know, one of the Islanders' biggest boosters is out there helping to put a smile on fellow Islander fans' faces, and I have to say, that is a most welcome uh, sight during this time. So, uh, Patrick Dowd, thank you so much for doing that, and uh, it was great to see. So, uh, good stuff right there. Meanwhile, the uh, NHL yesterday... 
announced its nominations for the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy, and the Islanders' nominee is defenseman Thomas Hickey. And look, Hickey has been through a a very tough year, to say the least. Uh, He is more or less a cap casualty sent down, spent most of this season in Bridgeport and only came, you know, called up for a handful of games, did not really play much for the Islanders yet this season, probably will be a depth defenseman in the playoffs, but realistically, uh, barring injury, you're looking at Thomas Hickey as maybe your B in any eighth or ninth defenseman on the depth chart come playoff time. Now, again, Injuries or uh, someone playing very well or very poorly can certainly change that, but I would say the odds are against Hickey seeing a lot of action in that Florida Panthers series that's coming up, uh, hopefully around August 1st, but Hickey really went through a lot this year, and uh, in addition to being sent down to the minors in part to uh, save the Islanders some cap money, he, he also essentially had to deal with the tragic death of his brother due to cancer. And, you know, his brother was in his 30s and just a, a horrible tragedy. He has endured through it all and played some good hockey when he was healthy down in Bridgeport. Again, when the Islanders called him up, he was ready for action but did not see action uh, this year with the Isles, but overall, uh, you know, Thomas Hickey is one of those guys everyone said was too small and wasn't going to make it in the NHL. He worked hard, and he did indeed make it proud, always proud of, of Hickey, and he, over the course of his Islanders career, really has come up with some clutch goals for the Islanders, so he is the Islanders' nominee for the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy for dedication to hockey. And uh, look, I I would have to say he would be a deserving winner if, you know, he does earn that right. But I think because he spent most of the season in the AHL, I I just think he's a long shot, really, to uh, win the award. But as far as a fitting nominee, no question that uh, Hickey is indeed in that category. As for the Ilya Sorokin situation, uh, Islander fans still waiting to see what he's going to do, but there was a bit of news reported by Darren Drager yesterday. Sorokin has changed his North American agent, and that now will be Dan Milstein. Milstein has worked with other Russian clients, including Nikita Kucherov uh, and uh, Vladislav Nemestikov, uh, among others. But essentially, uh, they're trying to negotiate a deal. Here's what is keeping things back with regard to Sorokin. In the past, in a situation like this, where April 30th was the deadline for signing uh, when his, excuse me, when his KHL contract expired, he would then have been able to sign with the Islanders, be on their roster for the rest of the playoffs. 
he has to sign a one-year entry-level contract with the Islanders if he could play this season or be on the Islanders' active roster this season. This season could count as his entry-level year, and then he could ask for a whole lot more money next season when he has to negotiate a new deal with the Islanders. So under the entry-level deal, he has to earn only $925,000 in his rookie season. Sorokin and his agent are hoping that they could make a lot more than that when the NHL resumes play for the 2020-2021 season. And we will keep you up to date on all the latest news regarding Ilya Sorokin, his contract status, and when and if he will join the New York Islanders right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And if you want the latest and best parts for your car, check out rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and for do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines tend to do. rockauto.com is for everybody. There's no membership fees. There's no account login. It's a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online now for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly, you can see all the different parts that are available for, for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will need, rockauto.com. One thing I got to say that I am excited about is the real possibility that the Rangers-Islanders rivalry will now, once we resume, be for the next decade and possibly more a battle between two outstanding young, right now, Russian goaltenders. The Rangers have Igor Shosturkin, who came out and had a very strong rookie campaign for them. Ilya Sorokin, who we've been talking about, uh, as far as the Islanders are concerned, who hopefully will be joining the team very, very shortly. Uh, And the idea of having both of those players in goal, it's hard to remember the last time both teams had an outstanding Hall of Fame type goalie at the same time. Uh, I mean, Billy Smith did overlap with Ed Jockerman in the beginning of the rivalry, although he was still on the upswing at that point. So you can't do that. John Davidson wasn't a Hall of Famer. Really, uh, although had he not gotten hurt, who knows? Uh, When Mike Richter was the goalie for the Rangers, you had a situation where the Islanders were going through different goaltenders in in different years. 
And then with Henrik Lundqvist, yeah, you had Rick DiPietro as an up-and-coming young goalie during some of Henrik's career, but DiPietro could not stay healthy. But right now, with Shesterkin and Sirokin, in addition to being a tongue twister for those of us who have to speak about it, it presents the possibility that both the Islanders and the Rangers could have some outstanding young Russian goaltenders going head-to-head. And to me, you know, another layer to this rivalry. And I remember covering the Islanders and, you know, when Rick DiPietro was trying to get into the rivalry, he had a personal rivalry going with Martin Brodeur. Not like a hatred kind of a thing, but for DP, you know, whenever I would speak to him, he would say, look, you know, Martin Brodeur is, you know, the best goalie or one of the best goalies in this league. He's a future Hall of Famer. And to match or exceed a performance when you're going up against the Devils and Martin Brodeur, you know, that was a measuring stick for Rick DiPietro. And he looked forward to playing against the the Devils and against Martin Brodeur just to show how good he really was. And I, I, I get the feeling that Sorokin and Shesterkin could really bring out, A, the best in each other, and B, the best about this rivalry. And, you know, you say what you want, and, you know, look, I... I Shameless plug here, I I wrote a book about the Islanders and Rangers rivalry, Ice Wars, did a lot of research, interviewed more than 50 former players, coaches, broadcasters uh, to write the book. But the fact is, between 1975 and 1994, these two rivals met eight times in the playoffs, Islanders winning five series, the Rangers winning three. But since 1994, they haven't met at all in the playoffs. And generally speaking, either both teams have been bad and struggled on the ice, or when one team was up, the other team was down. And it would do so much to reignite the rivalry between the Islanders and that team that plays at Madison Square Garden if Sorokin and Shesterkin really had you know, the ability to take this rivalry to the next level. And if both teams become consistent winners and meet in the playoffs year after year like they did, look, you go back 1979, 1981, 1982, 1983, 1984, and then again 1990 and 1994. So, you know, from 79 to 84, every year but one, these two teams faced off in the playoffs. And that was fantastic. It created so many memorable moments and so many memorable games. And to me, Sorokin and Shesterkin, the potential is there to take that rivalry up a notch. And that in and of itself gets me happy and excited and something to look forward to. And the other thing is this, look, you know, the Islanders, they've had some very good goaltenders over the years, but the last Hall of Fame goaltender who spent significant time as an Islander in his prime was Billy Smith. 
And if Sorokin, and I'm not comparing him yet to a Hall of Famer like Billy Smith, but you look at the numbers he put up in the KHL, if Sorokin can come through and be an elite goaltender for the Islanders for 5, 8, 10, 15 years, whatever the case may be, you're talking about a game changer. And when you add a defense-first coach like Barry Trotz and a defense-first GM like Lou Amarillo, and you put a Hall of Fame goaltender in there, or an elite goaltender, let's not jump the gun, but you put a great goalie in there, you're talking about a lot of potential for this franchise. So Sorokin, you got to keep an eye on it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what will happen uh, both for the Islanders and for the rivalry if and when he signs with the Islanders. And if you want to take your athletic performance up a notch, try a Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 16 amazing flavors, eight of them nut-free, eight of them are with nuts, and all 16 are covered in 100% chocolate. Built Bar is soft, it's easy to chew, unlike so many other protein bars that you have to struggle to eat, and they are great for the health-conscious person who is looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and look, I'll talk about one of my favorite flavors, the peanut butter brownie bar. 20 grams of protein, only 170 calories, just 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs. Right now, we have a special offer for Locked On Islanders listeners. Go to BuiltBar.com and use a promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right, it's uh, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. So we're going to talk about June 10th. And on June 10th, yes, it's Kiefer Bellows' birthday, but here's a guy who only played a handful of games so far as an Islander. But it's also the birthday of an Islander who won a couple of Stanley Cups with the team. I'm talking, of course, about Viking Alberta's Brent Sutter, who turns... 58 years old today. Sutter was the Islander, and he joined the Islanders for three games late in the 80-81 season, scored two goals, and had two assists. By 81-82, he was splitting time and basically never looked back after that. Was a part of the Islanders' Stanley Cup winning teams in 82 and 83, and was with the Islanders all the way through uh, until he was traded during the 1991-92 season. So, a fantastic career for Sutter, and then he goes on to be a head coach with the New Jersey Devils and the Calgary Flames in the NHL, also spent a lot of time with the Red Deer Rebels of the Western Hockey League in juniors, and that's where he was the head coach this year as well. So uh, Brent Sutter, uh, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we're going to go back and look at one of his bigger games. It took place on January 2nd, 
1985 at the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit. Islanders going up against the Detroit Red Wings. Islanders going with Kelly Rudy in goal. Greg Stefan was the netminder for the Detroit Red Wings. Islanders getting on the board first. Pat LaFontaine getting his 10th of the season. Assist to Brian Trottier and Greg Gilbert at 10:48. It was one to nothing. Islanders. Islanders increased their lead later on in the opening stanza. Bob Bourne, his seventh of the year, unassisted at 16:20 at the first intermission. It was a two nothing Islanders lead in the second period. More of the same for the Islanders. Mike Bossy tallies his 34th goal of the year. Gord Deneen and John Tonelli with the helpers at 4-10, and the Islanders increased their lead to 3 to nothing. With Dave Silk, the former Miracle on Ice forward, in the penalty box for high sticking, Brent Sutter gets on the board his 21st goal of the year. John Tonelli and, to- and Thomas Janssen with the assist at 16-13, and after two periods... The Islanders held a seemingly comfortable 4 to nothing lead. But to their credit, Detroit did attempt to rally in the third period. First of all, a uh, fight early on in the period between Pierre Aubry of Detroit and Pat Flatley of the Islanders. But midway through the period, Lane Lambert, Gets his ninth goal of the year. Colin Campbell and Ivan Boldarev with the assist. It's a 4-1 to hockey game at 11.56. Uh, 46 seconds later, excuse me, John O'Grodnick gets his 25th goal of the year for the Red Wings. Randy Ladasor and Corrado Miaclef with the assist at 12.40. And just like that, it's a 4-2 to hockey game, and Detroit is seemingly back in it. But Brent Sutter said, no, not going to be in it for long. And less than a minute after O'Grodnick made it a two-goal game, Sutter scores again his 22nd of the year, assist to Mike Bossy and Tomas Janssen at 13 5-2 Islanders. Alan Kerr scores a minute, six seconds later, his second of the season from Greg Gilbert at 14:40, and then with Reed Larson in the box for holding, Sutter, Brent Sutter, completes the hat trick with a power play goal at 16:06. Tomas Janssen and Mike Bossy with the assist. Islanders cruise to a 7-2 win over the Detroit Red Wings on the road. Kelly Rudy, 39 saves in this game. For the Islanders, it was a wide-open contest. Islanders with 42 shots on goal. The Red Wings with 41. Obviously, you have the hat trick for Brent Sutter. Janssen with three assists. Mike Bossy, a goal and two assists. John Tonelli and Greg Gilbert, each with two assists in this game. As far as plus-minus was concerned, Gord Deneen, Greg Gilbert, Tomas Janssen, Alan Kerr, and Brent Sutter were all a plus two, and Pat LaFontaine leading the Islanders with seven shots on goal, followed by Bob Bourne and Paul Boudelier, who added five each. For Brent Sutter, the the hat trick came on just four 
shots on goal. So happy birthday to Brent Sutter. Brent is, again, hard to believe, uh, but Brent Sutter is 58 years old today. We wish him a very happy birthday after looking back on his big hat trick on January 2nd, 1985. That is going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Remember, we're always one day closer to the resumption of hockey. And of course, let's go Islanders.